0: I couldn't imagine how it was possible to live a life without my mom. And so I desperately clung to my boyfriend at the time. And after one lunch with my parents, where my mom had gone to see her doctor, and it was clear that her cancer was really um, aggressively, you know, making her health decline, I told them that I was going to get married. And it's funny cause I, I just spontaneously said that and I had no plans to get married. In fact, I was thinking about leaving my relationship, but in that moment, I desperately wanted my mom to be there. And so I told my parents I was getting married and we hugged and kissed and we talked about it. And then I quietly got up and went to a payphone and called my boyfriend and proposed to him. (laughs) And so in about two and a half weeks, we got married. We planned it and we had the marriage in my backyard, my parents' backyard. And, um, oh God, it was so apparent to me before it happened and during the time it was happening and after it happened that I had made a decision that did not feel right in my body. It did not fit with my life. It was like an automaton was in control of me and telling me, this is what you need to do. Shut up. Just shut up and do this. You'll be okay as long as you do this. And three months after my wedding day, was my mom's funeral. I wish she could be here to know that I make different kinds of decisions now. I trust my intuition more, and I'm trying to teach that to my daughter and support the women in my life and the friends in my life in that way, from a a place of needing to honor your truth above all else.
1: Two girls on the Two Girls Show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hi, Shoshana. Hi, Lalisa. How are you today? I am pretty damn good. It's a pretty great day here in Toronto, but... Wait, it... wait, how are you? Oh, oh I'm really good. Today I lay on my back in a field Oh, and yeah. uh, hawks flew over my head and I listened to a podcast that I really like and I would like to say people should listen to. It's what called, is it? It's called Missing Witches. Ooh. Yeah, and it's sort of historical and beautiful and poetic and creepy and lovely and super, super um, progressive. So it's about witches from history? Witches from history and it's about... Um, today, what we're dealing with, and w- that pretty much anybody who is ostracized or looked down upon in any way is a witch. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. we're the others too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's a very cool podcast. And uh, yeah, so missing witches, missing witches, and, and when I was to give l- a shout out to another podcast, I know who oh. knew. And then I want to say we are on Patreon, <gasps> or as some people call it, Patreon.
0: Don't patreonize
1: me. No, and but do d-
0: patreonize me. Today, you know what we're talking about? was oh, uh, I burp. I'll cut it out. Um, sure you
1: will. No, I'm leaving that in. Uh
0: yes. What are we talking about? If you know so much. I'll tell you what I know. Then tell me. I'll tell you what I know.
1: What I really, really know. I'm gonna tell you what you know, what, what I you really really, really know. know. I wanna I wanna I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. I wanna. Uh, no we yeah. have to
0: pay. Thank God we're such terrible <laughs> singers, we won't have to pay musical rights. No, we don't
1: have to pay for that. We're talking about making decisions. Mm-hmm. And um how to make a good decision. And I, I need
0: to review how I make
1: decisions. Yeah. You know,
0: because like I sometimes like to make gut decisions, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're like,
1: is that enough to trust your gut? Everybody has made a bad decision. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. you can ask anyone and say, what decision did you make that you wish you could do differently? And th- and everybody will mm. say, oh, I have one, I have one. But it's rare that we can go, hey, did you make a great decision? Yeah, sure. W- well, tell me the best decision. you Like, that's a harder thing. Like, we yeah. always know our bad reviews.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, when somebody's pointing out the things you do wrong – you, you're you're usually one of those people too, yeah. Right, so yep, it's yep. easier to have a crowd agreeing yeah, to yeah. what you're doing wrong. That's it. Um, yeah. Don't
1: don't drink alone. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but I, I think uh, when it comes to making decisions, I have, like, I think that the decisions that I make with ease are decisions that are practical decisions. I make difficult decisions by. Uh, taking into consideration the different factors and choosing what's either the easiest or the most convenient um, and sometimes uh, the best for my future. I want to be in my kitchen. I want to hang yeah. out. I want it to be easy. I want to take my time. I want all the freshest ingredients. Then I'm going to make that decision and go and roll with that. Those things are easy for me to make. Like how much time yeah. do I have to spare?
1: I don't like making any kind of decisions. And so I like them to be made for me. Like, I like mm. to go, what should I watch tonight? What's your favorite? Sh-? Like, give me your Netflix list. And then people go, just do this. It's great. I'm like, great. I hate going through everything. It takes so much. Uh-huh. I get tired scrolling. Huh. And then, I, so I want to say the greatest invention for people like me, mm-hmm. GPS. Right. I don't think about it. I just
0: ask. There's a voice in the sky telling you, turn left, turn right. Turn
1: left. Turn and right, turn, turn left. Right. And I love that guy. Yeah, that's the boy band set I on like Waze. it when he says, You have reached your destination. And I always think, Oh, fuck, I wish he'd put out an album. And I it would like just when he goes, them.
0: Hazard reported ahead.
1: Okay, we may have used ways a bit. Anyway, mm. just to say, GPS for me is everything. I love someone just telling me this is how to get there. And this is the best way. And we've checked it from the sky and other drivers have weighed in and we all think this is how you should get there.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. You are somebody who does polling. Uh You (laughs) ask, you have a decision to make and then you sort of know what you want to... I've seen you do this so many times. (laughs) You will look for the best decision. You will search the evidence for the best decision and then you will craft your decision and then you will put it out in a window and you'll go, what do you guys think of my decision? What do you think of my decision? How was my decision? Tell me how you feel. Tell me over and over again. So one by one, you have to get everybody's feedback on that decision. But This is true. But but I will say, yeah, you do it
1: less now. I do a lot less. And so that to me is about trust Mm -hmm. and faith, which I mean, to me, My word for this moon cycle, which is, is um, trust. And it's my second, third round with this word. I'm learning so much about trust. And the thing that I'm learning mostly is that everything comes down to trust. Everything. So when I go, I need to have faith in this, it's actually trust. Mm
0: -hmm. When I'm,
1: when I'm worried about, I don't know what I'm doing. It's trust. When I need to, uh, like just even making dinner, just trust. It's going to work out. Like it's what if everything's going to be okay like it's just trust it trust the people in your lives trust your mistakes trust yeah. trust every tr- trust all the bad things that happen to teach you something it's
0: it's amazing to say that it's hard when you're in the throes of decision making to go yeah yeah i got to trust this decision even though i know it might be a mistake and then i'm going to have to look at it yes. and go, what's the takeaway yes. from this mistake just get me
1: the right decision when we were i lived <laughs> in china in Nineteen, whatever. Don't I don't do the years, but when I was, you don't do years. No, they're real. No, nope, I people don't buy do them. I don't have trust in that. Okay. I was uh, fifteen or sixteen, and so I was living in China, and it's very hard to ride your bike there. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I'm from Regina. There were, you know, I came from no people to only people. Right. And uh, so my dad gave me this lesson. So we would—it was like a video game. You had to avoid all these things. The little kids were all had their hands on this rope, and they'd be crossing. My dad would go rope trick, and we'd have to get around them and stuff like that. Anyway, my dad once told me, "This is the only thing you need to know about bike riding in China in Beijing." And I'd say, "What is it, Dad?" And he'd go, "Those who hesitate are dead." <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, but isn't it those who hesitate are lost? No, 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 because it's China. You're not going to get lost because you just ask somebody. But if you hesitate, you're dead. Lost to death. You're going to get hit by the guy by right. 10,000 people behind you. Do not go, oh, do I make a left? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> right, just make You're that just damn instead. left. Just go with it and figure it out later. Right. Hey, Lisa. Oh,
0: hey, Shoshana.
1: When I'm not listening to our podcast and sharing it with my friends and giving it a great review, yeah, what should I be listening to?
0: Well, you might want to check out this other podcast by a dear friend of mine named Paul Bates. Oh, I love him.
1: He's Second City guy. Yeah, he's a
0: very funny, funny guy he's got a podcast called The Dubious Book of Famous
1: Deeds. Oh, oh my God,
0: you did an episode. I did an episode of it, uh, Chapter 12, that's me. And
1: it's like a history thing, right? Yeah, well, it's a book
0: that's 132 years old. He found it in an alley. The Dubious Book of Famous Deeds on the Sonar Network. Check it out. Well, I'm getting better, I think, at listening to my authentic voice. My real like, person or being that resides way, way back in my head that will not accept mm. bullshit. Even when I want to completely walk away from a situation that I feel like, I get that. I've had an experience like that before. It's evidence-based. De- I'm making an evidence-based decision. I can hear the voice in my in my head go, that's not actually you. Stop. <gasps> oh. Think about it. Are you being defensive are you being reactionary stop think about living with these consequences like I think I'm just getting a little bit better at speeding up that time by no means am I but that's perfect is that that
1: age that is that just like
0: I don't know I like I, I think a lot of it for me has to do with sorry to say this all the time, I think a lot of this has to do with loss, like losing things and then having to, losing people
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: then having to get up again, like find the way to get up and start over. Losing jobs, you know, the disappointment of losing jobs and then having to get up and figure out. And the loss, as hard as it is, it also teaches you like to have like, be what's the same in this situation how do I feel what's different about this time have I made any progress since
1: the last time I
0: felt that and I think that's where that comes from
1: yeah because I was gonna say the loss it's not like you can make a decision and and somebody and then somebody dies yeah and then you can go did I make the right decision you know what I'm gonna go back and try that no they're dead no they're dead. dead dead those who hesitate yeah. are dead
0: Exactly. But you (laughs) you like I guess you can review your choices and then choose to forgive yourself Mm. or not. It's always, I think, like my goal to try to forgive myself Um, because I, I don't nobody's teaching me how to do life. I'm just, you know, in the world blind trying to get by. And a lot of things have shown me that I make some really good decisions. And I feel when I make bad decisions, nobody feels them more than me, mm. you know?
1: So. Yeah. How do people make decisions? Tell me what how. Well,
0: I think there are a few different kinds of ways of making a decision. You could use, make a decision from logic, using logic, like evidence-based decisions. Um, I have... Crohn's disease. I, I've had Crohn's disease. What? Yeah, I know. No, I'm so sorry to make you so mad. Sorry,
1: I just, I, I wanted to act like it was a discovery yeah, in that yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm an actor.
0: <laughs> really good.
1: Thank Do you me. want to change
0: anything about that audition, or are you? Um, what? Okay, good. Okay. So I have this pre-existing condition. No way. Really okay, good. Okay. I liked it the second time. <laughs> Keep that one.
1: Yeah, it was more casual.
0: Uh, and based on that decision, I got my flu shot last year, Mm -hmm. um, just as the pandemic was coming down. And I, you know, like it wasn't going to protect me from the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but I wanted, I know what happens when I even get a little bit sick. So if there was a chance that I was going to get the flu, and there was COVID out there, I just wanted to make sure nobody in my family, like, I got everybody the flu shot, because I wanted to make sure nobody brought anything home to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't know, my, that was just logic. So many people don't get it, and are using logic. Yeah. Right? Like, so many yeah. people didn't get the vaccine for mm-hmm. the cocoa. Right and they are be- they believe that what they're saying is logical.
0: Here's the thing about logic, it
1: can also be subjective.
0: This is bullshit. I know. <laughs> like evidence-based decision making doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use like scientific evidence. When people
1: say, "Well, go and do your own research." Basically that means fox. Right. <laughs>
0: Let me tell you this. Like, I actually think when I review this decision, I think it wasn't solely based in logic. I think my decision was also intuition-based because, I mean, truly, I can't tell you that getting a flu shot prevented anything, right? But I know what the alternative to not being protected feels like. So I was making extra sure. So it was maybe... Lo- logic to me, but not evidence-based logic. It was right, just right. logic with my intuition
1: and and f- and trust and trust. And you trust your doctor. Yeah. Which is the next one is
0: you might be thinking about through
1: others. Right? Yes, I and was. Through I the was the
0: influence of other people. So if you see somebody making a decision because they have had an experience, you know, like right. um, don't date him. Trust me. Yeah, like I've, have dated,
1: I've dated this guy and don't do what I did. Yeah, right.
0: Like take that person's advice. That's hist- probably
1: yeah I would history history t- yeah. teaches us and that's because of history um, and the Holocaust, we don't like we don't believe in racism and anti-Semitism anymore or like mm. insurrectionists or white supremacy.
0: No, <laughs> no, wait, that fell apart because all those things have come back. Right. right. That's
1: my point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So history doesn't always work because everything's subjective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Who just got really dizzy in that argument there for a second? I, I know. Like, I oh, And I fucked myself over together. because
1: I was like, wait a sec, who am I again?
0: But it's that. Okay. So. An example of like a other influence by other decision might be like, you know, like think about the first time you ever had a cigarette when you were a kid. Yeah. Because other people were smoking, it looked cool, right? So that's like other people influencing your own personal health, even though it might not be right for you. You do that because you don't want to seem like somebody who's doing something against the crowd. So right. that's influence from the
1: outside. Right. Right. And it's also fear-based. Yes. Because I don't want to be different, and I don't want to be pointed out or alienated or the other, right? I want to I want to just mesh right in with all the, the goons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and fear-based decision-making is unfortunately, I think, what a lot of us use to make decisions. Like, I mean, until this year, this last calendar, oh, no, just over a year ago now, I had stopped asking myself, like for a long time, what do I actually like? What do I want? Where do I want to be in five years? How am I going to help myself get there? Because I have, I've, lo- like, I keep telling you about this, this phenomenon that happens to me. It happened to me ever since the recession, which was that I would get a job. I was a tele- I want- I was uh, working for Second City and I wanted to be a television writer and I would get a job and the job would be great and then something would happen and the job would, like, disappear. disappear. But then another job would pop up. Like, it would just be enough time for me to be starting to feel the pain of not having work. Then another job would pop up and I'd have that job and I'd think, this is going to go on forever. And then the show would get canceled or <laughs> something would happen, right? And I didn't have that job anymore and I just kept on and so reaching for that next job and so how did that change your decision making it made me less selective it made me feel like I couldn't take the jobs that I actually wanted to take. so the
1: fear made you make desperate decisions
0: desperation acting from a place of scarcity acting from a place of lack you know and feeling like my choices are limited because if I make the choice I want to make then my kid's not going to eat. I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. Right. I'm trapped. And I felt that way many times. Yeah. And that's a tough place to be because- that's a bad place to I be. think you start to lose your identity.
1: Which comes to another one of our points. A th- the things that you know, and you know you know, mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. And so you lost your stable footing- Yeah, that's it. And then you you stop knowing, and then you stop trusting. Right. And you stop trusting yourself. And as soon as you stop trusting yourself, you are making decisions out of desperation and fear or influence.
0: Yeah. And fear-based decisions are, I think, the hardest because you can travel a long way down your decision hallway, living Mm. with the consequences of this decision you made. And one day discover that they were wrong, and you didn't—you knew they weren't right in the first place, you know. But you just were like, "I didn't have any other choice. I had to make this decision." Maybe I knew it wasn't right for me, but I—I I didn't have the choice. I needed to take that job.
1: So I, c- you know, I, I have one of those. Do you? Mm-hmm. I um, I got married. I did it too, and. I thought I like it's all four of the things that you said. So I was influenced. I thought this is what I should do. I'm at the age that this is what you do. Um, The I the person who asked me to marry him, um, I whatever. I'm not going to speak for him or what his feelings were, but I in my intuition was like this is there's no love here. But I was like, hush up now, girl. Somebody loves you. <laughs> you are so lucky. <laughs> you're so lucky. Nobody has a love. And and people wow. were so, like, he's so great, and you're so lucky, and... It was just such a picture, and I was like, yeah, I got to do this.
0: I need to be in that picture. Right, because I
1: I don't get choices. This is the only choice. There's not people banging down my door, and I know I have to do it. There was no don't get married. There was no don't couple. It was like everybody I knew who wasn't in a couple was unhappy. Right. And I knew I didn't want that. Ugh. So, and I never was like, I got to have kids. I never felt like that. But once... So even when he asked me to marry him, I was shocked because there was no way that I thought that we were going to like that he loved me that much. Right. I even So it
0: was like, oh, surprise, he does.
1: Yeah. And then it was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Like, this is a guy who didn't like to hold hands with me in public. This is a guy who didn't really show any kind of public displays of affection. He thought it was show off and it was grandstanding and it was gross and I just thought oh that's his philosophy of you know relationships I didn't think it was about me but yeah. but but regardless mm. or irregardless um no we don't say that, I don't uh, that word. no you know, it's just for funny.: it's for funny. Anyway, um, it was never a question of how I felt, is the point. Like, I never said, yeah, but do you love him? And do you want to get married? So
0: it was not, it was like completely looking at the picture of it. You were outside of the decision, making the decision based on a picture and wanting to stay in that picture. Yes,
1: and we'd been together since we were in high school or university, and we had always been friends, and it was... It was sort of like a done deal rather than, is this what we want? And you asked me earlier, like, did you ever feel like, oh, this isn't right? Like that that voice. Yeah. And like I said to you, it was very rare, but the voice would come in usually when I was pooping. Mm. Which is a gentle time and a lone time. When a woman is with herself. In when a, way. a woman is pooping. A woman is making decisions. And those decisions are breath done, brown ones. And they go <laughs> plop, plop. So what happened was, I was on, I was making a turtlet in the turlet, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know, as you yeah. do. And there would be this moment where I'd go. I don't really like him. <gasps> <laughs> like, he's not very nice to me. I don't really love him. I don't, that's something, sometimes he stinks. <laughs> no. And, yeah, and then I would be like, oh, you're such a spoiled little brat. You're so selfish, and you always take the mm-hmm. bigger piece of pizza, and you always are this and that. Like, it, I, just this noise of, like berating mm-hmm. what a selfish person I was and how lucky I was and how so many girls would be just so blessed Ugh. to have him and show such gratitude. And
0: and so But it's that little voice, right? Yeah. It's that voice that we can't, it's always gonna be there. We have
1: to listen to that voice. And I and I didn't listen to it. And it's funny, even when we were breaking up, I was like, please, no, don't leave me. <laughs> And yet the little voice was like, no, this is your chance. Get away. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And I still was like, shut up, bitch. Which Please. voice is the one I should listen to? You know, and you're talking about your daughter going as the angel and the devil yeah. for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Those fucking guys are with you.
0: They really are. And
1: I don't know which one is the good one. I'm going to say, like, sometimes the devil is the one that is your intuition and is like, run like the fuck. Yeah, Get go. out of here. Be and the, selfish. And the angel is like, good girls, never run. Stick it out, honey. You've got a He's good one. worth it. This is a winner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've stayed in so many relationships, not just in my marriage, but, like friendships yeah and family shitholes and like relationships with bosses and neighbors and just like hey girl this is not it's that moment where you go does this feel good no yeah get the hell out and then I am like no because good good people don't just leave we stick it out He's family. We make it work. We talk about our problems, and we work them out. And I learned that from my mother, and she learned it from her mother, and it's, you know, society, and it's the good girl syndrome, but it's also the good person syndrome. Like, some decisions aren't decisions. They just are. It's fact. So what do you
0: think the best kind of decisions are? Like, how do we – how do you make a good decision? What are the criteria –
1: you I think to like based on what you've said. Use, yeah. Logic yeah. and feeling. Like I together. Always, yeah. Like I do not think you can separate them. So for me, the logic is the masculine. That's like, I've calculated this. You know, like Spock. Spock mm-hmm. was so logical and Kirk was just a bag of emotion. And yet, I don't think separately I would have wanted to be on the ship. Like, even with bones there. I was just like because right. he was both. right? Like, Bones was really the, what do you call it, the the alignment mm-hmm. of the masculine and the feminine. Ooh, so is logic the masculine? The logic is the masculine. And intuition is the feminine. And that makes sense. Yeah, and intuition is that thing that's like, I'm feeling-based. I'm making a decision solely with my heart. And so sometimes that decision is fucked. Right. Because it's all over the map. It's just... I'm in pain so I'm going to do this or I'm in love so I'm going to, do, you know. Yeah. And I think I'm going to
0: at the risk of sounding sexist or generalizing here and I'm not trying to, but I think typically mm. I've heard a lot of women say not just get rid of that word typically and replace it with I have had a lot of experience having women tell me that when they have arguments with their male partners mm-hmm. it's generally because they're not being heard. She is trying to explain a problem and he is trying to fix it. Yeah. And she's not looking for a solution. She just wants to hear it because, yeah. and, and that rings true for me because sometimes I need to talk about things just so I can put it all out because once I get it out, then I can make my own decision, I think, yeah. or I need to learn how to make my own decision. I need to make my own decision and try to trust it but I'm not looking for somebody else to fix it.
1: No, I think that's very true. I think it's like even when I have a decision to make, I'll call you. You're you're my first call, mm-hmm. right? And I'll say, this is the situation. I need you to weigh in. I don't want you to make the decision. I want right. you to weigh in. Right. What would you do? And look, I do that when I'm buying a piece of machinery from a, right. a technician. You're a po- you pull. I say to the person, okay, off the record, you're not selling me this if this were you buying it what would you do and it always <laughs> dismantles the whole mask right. of seller they go oh fuck okay well <laughs> and they yeah. or and often i'll say because i think i'm going to generalize men have a harder time with this imagining thing mm-hmm. so i'll say it's not built the same no way. so i'll say hey pretend i'm your daughter right what would you tell your daughter to do and they always stops them in their tracks, and they give me an honest answer and in that moment, I really do trust them. yeah, yeah, I might be wrong, but it's all I got. I think it's essential to have
0: that uh, component in your decision making if you're making decisions strictly from intuition, you wind up getting married for five years and knowing that it's not right, mm. but knowing that you're trying to like you're trying to fix something that can never like you're trying to, you know, or achieve get, something or, that you never quite get to. Or be it's married a out of, out of,
1: out of um, fear, out of yeah. scarcity, right? Yeah. Which, I don't know, is that is that intuition? Is that... Scarcity? Yeah. Oof. Well,
0: making an intuition-based decision should feel, according to what I've read, when a decision made with intuition is working. It Mm -hmm. creates ease. It invites Mm. flow and it dismisses turmoil. So if you're making an intuition-based decision and you're not feeling ease or flow, you might be trying to put a square peg in a round hole or you you might need to apply logic as well. Uh, Right?
1: Yes. Like we asked somebody today, how do you make a decision? And he said... I know what I know. And if I don't know something, then I ask. Right. Which was really logical. And I thought, and I said to him, yeah, but you're a man. <laughs> and, yeah. And for me, and not just because he's a man, but the way I was raised and, and socialized, I always thought I was wrong. And I always mm-hmm. thought, I'm dumb. I don't know what I'm doing. Da, 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 da. I have to ask everybody. I ha- I'm not going to get it right. I'm going to fuck this up. Every decision came to me standing at the front of the chalkboard and doing a math equation in front of everybody. <sighs> Worst ever. Yeah. And so that's how and so I just even even if I could if I knew I was right, I would say I'm probably wrong. I've got to check with somebody. Yeah. And then so they. So you've would... been so conditioned to doubt yes. your. So when he said, Well, I know what I know and what I don't, I ask somebody else. I don't know what I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: when I think about making decisions, scarcity has usually led because I don't feel like I have other choices to make. It's like, it's not like I don't have time for what I feel like. I have to make this choice. It's, you know, the hammer's coming down. Right. So. I think I'm getting better at it now. I think I'm getting better at, s- at not getting so close to the edge. And when I do feel scarcity, I have trust and faith that... So
1: that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You asked me how to make a good decision. And uh-huh. I said logic and intuition. I would say from what you've just said, it's all that and time. Yeah. Experience, right? Right. Like take,
0: But go slow. But go slow. Yeah. The thing is... I'm trying to feel like the decision is coming from my uh, from an authentic place, right. And decisions based in scarcity very rarely have felt like they come from an authentic place. They just have to be, you know, right? Yeah. So you can't ever really feel great when you make them. yeah,
1: and you can't always <laughs> you can't always pull a card. And on that, less. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But
0: it's interesting how the tarot cards have helped me shut out the noise sometimes and just focus on what is one small aspect of this big picture that I can zero in on and use as my focal point. To help me make this decision. It might not be the right one, but that's the evidence well, I'm going to call on. And
1: I think that, as I've, as I've said before, I think the tarot is the Rorschach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, what do you see that you're unable to see? Like you already, it's already there. You're just, you're so clouded and overwhelmed and panicked and full of scarcity and fear. Yeah. You can't see what you already know. What you already know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay,
0: so we're using the um, Kim Cran's Archetypes deck. Love this deck. Oh, oh. (gasps) wow.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is the dead end. Hmm, what do you think about that? Well, I I would wish for a different card.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the dead end is not necessarily a negative card. The dead end just means that a train of logic has kind of come to an end. What I think about it is that, you know, talking about making decisions from scarcity, I am trying to stop doing that. I'm I'm trying to accept that the way of feeling like I have no other choice. This is a dead end. I have no other choice. This is a decision I have to make to get out of this. I'm trying to see, look for other exits. I'm trying to look for... An end to that kind of behavior, mm-hmm. and the initiation of a new kind of decision making. Uh, the initiation of, you know, I'm I'm in my Crohn phase in life, right? Like I am the wi- not not Crohn's disease, not Crohn's disease, but Crohn the wo- the wise woman. Okay, I've gone from Crohn's to Crohn. Love it all my life. Crohn's to Crohn, <laughs> and I. <laughs> I think now that I can look back on my body of experience, the things that I've learned, the ways that I've made decisions, and I can see that scarcity is a dead end for me. Even though it feels like, oh, it's the only choice you can make. You know this, that yeah. like this past week has been a really tough week for me mm-hmm. financially. Looking at my bank account has been really scary. <laughs> Guys, I need a job. Um, but looking at my bank account has been really scary. But somehow this last cycle has been completely different for me. My word for this moon cycle is intention. Mm -hmm. And I have tried every day to really set my intention for the day so that I can have small victories Mm -hmm. and see my... See your success. See my successes. See the power of making a plan, completing that plan, and taking the lessons. And so... That's my dead end. Scarcity is my dead end. I can't go there anymore.
1: I can't. No, it it's so hard it for me emotionally. work for you. Yeah,
0: it's so hard for me emotionally. It's so
1: hard for me physically. I can't live there anymore. It's like you're going to have money or you're not going to have money. You're going to have a job or you're not going to have a job, but the scarcity doesn't make you money. No. No. And it makes me feel, it makes you feel like, like I'm
0: living in a prison.
1: Yeah. This is when she says... Um, When light, acceptance, humility, relief, reverence for change. When dark, inertia, stuckness, tension, unconscious, gripping. That's
0: it, exactly. It's exactly it. That's it, it, exactly. And like the relief that she talks about, when light, that's how I felt this week. is just relief. Like, oh my God, I'm not going back to all those places. I'm not feeling lost and stuck. I'm feeling like, you know what I could do right now? I could just exercise. Yeah, and that's gonna make me feel great. Or you know what I could do? I could go downstairs and like make something, like bake something that I really want to bake. Like, oh. pick out a recipe that I really want to try and just do that because th- I really enjoy that. Because it feels nice. It feels good. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to a podcast while I'm doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. This one.
0: This one is a great one. Um, I never listened to this one.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the 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 wisest thing in making a decision. Like, and it kind of is like the whole, this whole episode comes down to this. You gotta know when to hold them. When to hold them. Know when to sold them. When to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When When you're you're sitting sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. (laughs)
0: so much for listening to our show and if you want to support our show why don't you come and check us out on patreon.com lisa and Trishana hq thanks so much
1: I do hard stuff sometimes don't do your homework ever you fail school don't you know i'm gonna use this on you no you're not because <laughs> okay maybe you are